It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Medler, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Liverpool fell behind early on the road against Aston Villa, but made a late comeback thanks to goals from Andy Robertson, Sadio Mane, as the Reds got all three points. They are undefeated in 28 Premier League games as they head to their clash with Manchester City this coming weekend at Anfield. Speaking of the champions, they were behind 1-0 against Southampton, but an Aguero goal, the 70th and an 86-minute winner from Kyle Walker, got them another needed three points. Chelsea's American stud Christian Pulisic scored again for the Blues, who went to Watford and got a 2-1 win. Tammy Abraham also finding himself on the score sheet. Leicester City got a 2-0 victory against Crystal Palace. The Foxes continue their good form, and I think we officially need to put them in the intro. So here I am, putting them into the intro. Arsenal drew at hold with Wolves. The game that finished 1-1, Mesut Ozil getting the start for the first time in a long time in the Premier League. Aubameyang getting the goal wasn't enough as Raul Jimenez was able to equalize. Spurs went to Everton with Harry Kane missing out due to illness. They had a 1-0 lead late in the second half and things got messy. A Hinming Son tackle on Andre Gomes led to an awful, nasty ankle injury. Son sent off and Everton able to equalize thanks to a goal from St. Tosun. And Manchester United went to Bournemouth and lost 1-0. Josh King had a beautiful goal after having all day and all night in that Manchester United six-yard box. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Andrew Pissarro. We got Javier Revelo, Alex Moss along for the ride. Man, we've got uh, three teams, Arsenal, United, uh, Tottenham, all just duking it out for the right to be that team that Leicester replaces. God, how is how, like we're just continuing our shit from last season, like where it's like, hey, who wants to throw the hardest? Like, yeah, Chelsea were the only ones who were like, yeah, okay, we're done with that. Like, Spurs we had a pretty bad, like, we yeah, had a pretty bad run doing in it, guys. Let's just keep throwing away uh, whatever like semblance of momentum we build up. Like it's week eleven. It the next game, Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, at said, least we're in fifth. In like at least like while we're having this bad spell, we're in fifth. But yeah, it's not fun to be a fan and uh and just like be playing shit football, have a shit manager and have drama in the team. All of those things. It's just like, there's a lot of negativity around toxicity. I wouldn't know anything about it. Would you, Andrew? I I don't remember what losing's <laughs> like, guys. My team just won the World Series. Liverpool have, have won 28, haven't lost in 28 games. Like, we won the Champions League. It's the Caps year. Like, it's pretty good to be the king. Am I right? All right. Enough joking around. Now it's annoying. Get out of here. <laughs> Boo this man. Boo. Well, like, things, <laughs> things are gonna get things are gonna continue to be good for me because Manchester United lost against Bournemouth. Like I said, Josh King all day just just knocking that ball around before putting it into the back of the net. Uh, I do want to say the conditions of this game. I didn't watch this game, but the conditions of this game looked. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to play. Oh football no, I did. In it. I did watch. Uh, was, uh, I did watch a good amount of this game, um, and. United had some chances. They were uh, like half they weren't chances. Like, sorry, like half chances. 
Yeah, they had some half chances, but I mean, they they and they did their usual thing of like trying to win a penalty where right the Martial like right that's kind of fifty fifty. I don't want to say it was a dive, but I uh, it was close to a dive. It's close to a dive, but and I thought Bournemouth were pretty good, like especially in the first half. They just they controlled United really well, like executed their game plan, and I mean they're I think they're. They're like in like sixth or seventh in the table. They're they're doing really well for themselves, and they've they've been quietly having a, a good start to the season. Like I mean, like Eddie Howe does, and yeah, it's just always impressive to see how he. Uh, I really like Billing in this team. I think Billing has really added a lot to Bournemouth, and I think it's just added another level of defensive shell. Bournemouth have only conceded one goal in the last four games, um, after not being able to keep a clean sheet in the first six or seven. So right. Um, that's uh that's pretty impressive that they uh that they've been like tightening it up at the back because they have the goals in their team you know they're gonna get a goal or two every game from like Wilson King, um you know and even like Jefferson Lerma and and I mean, Billing have just rockets from midfield so like yeah I really like this Bournemouth don't side. forget the God Harry Wilson and Harry Wilson yeah I mean I'm, but, also, but 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 he came been off three injured hour, he came off hour. injured I believe so they were on a three hundred and forty minute uh goal drought before King scored they had two nil nil draws before this game. I mean, I think I think it's more you should more lean towards the fact that they're getting like three clean sheets in a row is a good sign. Uh, but obviously, getting the winner in, in this one, it's a much more important one goal to break that drought. You get all three points against Man United. And for United, uh, I mean, where do yeah. we even start? Do, do you want me to take this one? Because uh, I mean, I, well, I have some, I hang on. I have some injury update news. They're going to remain without Pogba for at least another four months, according to ESPN. Wait, 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 he wait. Broke four a bone months? in his right ankle. Four, uh, weeks. four weeks, Jesus, Andrew. Come on, man. I, I would have heard about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, till December. Yeah. They said he's out till um, December. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a full on plaster cast on, and so he's going to need two weeks of rehab after it comes off, and like two more weeks to to get fitness. They're praying that he's at, ready at the end of December. So you're taking Christmas. me to the exact point that I wanted to go to, whereas they obviously miss Paul Pogba. We've mentioned that briefly but you can really see the effects of it when the strongest lineup they play is yes Rashford and Martial up top which is like objectively when they're healthy that's a good forward line uh but then all of your creativity and all of your decision making in the final third is basically coming from Lingard, Pereira and Daniel James and so far they're not really getting it done so it's forcing Martial and Rashford to drop into these wider and deeper areas where they're just like not really as dangerous they can do they can produce a moment of magic every now and then but teams are just start, starting to solidly defend and just not allow them any sort of passes into into the opponent's half like any sort of easy passes so Solskjaer is going to figure a way, a way like around this even if it's like going super defensive and trying to get teams to try and like come out and of their shell against United, which doesn't seem plausible, but it until Pogba's back, it's probably the only way they can get like like consistent chances on the counterattack. So yeah, they're in trouble. I, I who won this week uh, out of United and Chelsea? Was it United going through in the Carabao Cup against us, or was it us getting the win in the Premier League right after that and then losing? I thought this game was going to be a draw, but I knew there would be a hangover from United from like playing their full lineup. Right, and they, mean, they were super spent. dull in the second half. Spent. Like they had a couple half chances, but really just dull. And their Congrats substitutions, <laughs> like they don't really have anything off the bench. They really need to go uh, go purchase some players in January. I'm sure they will. It's going to be interesting. Aston Villa lost 1-2 to Liverpool. Uh, 
They get the early goal on the twenty first, and then I hate you guys so fucking much. Sorry, I can't even texting Alex. Literally in the eighty seventh minute, I was like, ah, my Villa boys, they're dope. They've held on. It's one nil. They're gonna hold on, and then you guys score, and I was like, all right, it's allowed. A draw, we'll allow a draw. Villa did really well, but but finally Liverpool dropped some points to some shit team. No, no, the fuck. No, they already dropped points to United. They've dropped points to a shit team. Yeah, yeah, that (laughs) is. You're right. They did drop a point to relegation team. You're right. Yeah. There was one big thing that we missed, and I, it really annoyed me because I went to go start editing the pod the next day when we did the preview. I completely forgot that Fabinho was on four yellow cards already, and that there was no shot Klopp was going to play him in this game. Oh, the because City game. Because there's with City coming, yeah, with City coming up, there's no way he was risking Fabinho in this game. And I'm not going to say that was like the only reason. Like Aston Villa played well, we turned around and started playing well too. But Villa were set up well. We had that the Firmino goal called back, which he was literally played offside by his I own armpit. I told you uh, that they would play that was, you guys well. That was though. an they uh, they they uh, they they they've played to the level of their opposition pretty much every game this season, especially at home. So there was that one game they got blown out, but other than that, they, they're impressive. Like Villa, I don't think they're gonna get. I, I think they're they're gonna be in the relegation fight, but. I could see them sneaking it like at the end of the season if they uh, put in performances like that. Even though I know that they keep fucking up at the end and like yeah, those last ten minutes they just they shut down. They just lose their yeah, focus. Yeah, it's crazy. And lose they, their just, heads. they really got to shore that up, and then they could they could start getting these results. It's just like, but there's a lot of other teams that are shitting the bed in like the relegation zone too. So for now, their form is keeping them like enough away from it. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how they do uh, later on in the season, but. Can- can we talk was, about Andy was the Mane, Was the Mane was that a dive? Like for what? Uh, oh wait, that was the last game he dove right in the, okay. in, the, in, the in the in the in the in midweek, and Klopp was saying uh, he didn't think it was a dive, but it it, it looked like uh, uh, it's it, it's one of those fifty fifties. There, was, there yeah. was contact. There was contact, but yeah, it wasn't a penalty, but there right. was contact. Uh, Alex, you want to talk about Andy Robertson? Can can we have him piss in a cup, please? Has that happened yet? Like, oh, you think he's just superhuman? He's too good. Like, or can we have like him go through a metal detector because he's a robot? Like this dude, this dude is making runs in the eighty eighth minute or whatever that like the wingers don't make in the first twenty minutes. Just like barreling in at the back post for Mane, like that was just. Man, that was – I don't even have words to describe that. I know this is a podcast, but it's 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 stumping me to describe that. Like I, I can't even think of many other wingbacks that would make that run at that point in the game and make that – and have that finish too. I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's, it's He's just from the same planet as Messi and Ronaldo. That's that's really all it is. Like he's just a superhuman. You know what I mean? Like it, Ronaldo and Messi just get all the shine because they score all the goals. He just, you know, I mean, puts in a great shift. He's a good defender. That, sure. That's – yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that was insane. Um, I yeah, I could not believe that. I, I I don't know if I could name another like defender in the world that makes that that run and and basically makes that play at that time. And if you had to pick one to do it, it would be Andy Robertson. Marcelo, maybe two or three years ago, maybe I think he busts his ass that much, like in the eighty eighth minute. Like he's I, the uh, he's the Angola you gotta watch the run then. <laughs> He's the yeah, Ingolo he's the Ingolo Kante of left backs. He's everywhere. He has three lungs. 
Yeah. I'm cool with it. I'm Andy Robertson, the working class hero. Uh, the one thing I didn't love about this game, I did not like that Oxley Chamberlain missed out on starting over yeah, what was that? Lana, who didn't yeah, play that was, poorly. That was bizarre but too. Like, like, Just a really good chance. Ox the, definitely the fizzed ball across yeah. that he met first time. Also, why did Lovren wide? start? That was the other one that, like, Injuries. when I saw Lovren, Lalana was My, starting. I was like, you guys could definitely struggle in this game with those two. Like, my tips out for for okay. a few more weeks, mm. I think. And then I don't. I think you guys Lovren, have a hard run coming up. I think Lovren. How long is he out for? Yeah, you really I need think him. it. It's gonna Actually, be a you have few Gomez, weeks. I guess. And then Lovren, Yeah, and Gomez played in the midweek in the Carabao yes. Cup game. And which was like a long game, so I didn't. And also, too, like we know he's kind of brittle, so they're not going to play him against the, a pretty hardworking Aston Villa team. So I, I, the Lovren start made sense to me. I don't think like he wasn't special, but he wasn't really poor. He he was fine. Trent Alexander Arnold having another assist. I think he leads the Premier League in assists going back to last season. If you continue also, it all the way through, just going back to Lovren real quick, you guys had seventy six percent possession, like. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. This was like Man- Manchester City at home stats in terms of possession and passes mm-hmm. overall. Uh, you can play Lovren mm-hmm. in a game like that. Also, also yes, that Firmino, I love how that Firmino VAR uh, screwing just didn't affect them at all. Like it didn't throw the course of the game at all. They just kept going and figured it out. That's I hate it because because Liverpool haven't played well for our like expectations of them. But they've still just been winning all of these games and pulling them out of their asses, which, you know, plays to the argument of like the champion, the, the title winning team wins games even when they're not playing well. But at the same time, you got to think, when are they going to start to play well? And when will that matter? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this yeah. is the run coming yeah, it's up something. now. There's, there's four or five really hard games coming up for uh, for Liverpool. So. I mean, I think it's going to be around Club World Cup. That has to take something out of you, doing that and then the Christmas schedule for a Premier League. That, there's got to be drop points around there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to handle that. I'm really, I have no idea because they've got so they got Gank tomorrow in the in the Champions League. Got Manchester City, Na- uh, Manchester City, and then they play Napoli midweek, uh, and then they have Brighton, and then they have the Derby, and then you have Bournemouth, and then you have Salzburg, and then you have Watford, and then you have. Yeah, Villa but that, but there's a Club oh, World Cup in be, December. That Villa where you have to go to yeah, Qatar. And, well, that. That Villa game, that Villa game is the is the semifinal that like we might not be able to le- or quarterfinal that we might have to play. Our right, but the, the next Premier League game you have after the the final of the Club World Cup, which you would assume you guys are going to get to, is like it's four days after the the Club World yeah. Cup final and a flight back and a flight back from yeah. From, from, I'm just saying it's it's in the cards. I I I would rather send the kids to Qatar and not care. I don't care about the Club World Cup. I'd rather focus this on This is the, the take the I like. Things. I like this take. Because Chelsea didn't win it when we went to it. And I was like, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> I don't care about beating some random Brazilian team could in be, Qatar could be at four could in be the even. morning. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? It's it, You know how hard it's going to be Ever? to watch that game? No? That I don't even know. I Yeah, I don't know how what time it is in Qatar. I don't even know what network has it. To be honest, I don't care about the There's a stream, there's a way, Andrew. 
Well, yeah, it's the internet. It's 2019. I'm going to figure it out, obviously. Uh, let's move over to Manchester City, who figured out how to come, da- come back from losing 1-0 to Southampton. James Ward-Prowse in the 13th. Like I said, Aguero in the 70th and Walker in the 86th. I know a lot of people are upset that they didn't have Walker in their fantasy teams for this, but no, uh, the champions got Aguero, all three. Who, like, bald fraud drops like five weeks in a row and he doesn't score and doesn't do shit. Then, of course, the second that everyone <laughs> drops him, he scores. Fucking bald fraud, motherfucker! Every every time <laughs> he, he starts a striker, no, he's talking, I don't about, think he's talking about Pep. He's talking about Pep. Yeah, Pep, the bald fraud who just uh, drops motherfuckers every every week. You don't know who he's gonna play. One week, Cancelo, like Cancelo was playing super well. He's like, ah, oh, let's bring Walker in. You know, it's just I don't know. This is you can never. Uh, the City players are very unreliable when it comes to fantasy. I didn't watch this game, but I was upset that I saw Aguero on the on the goal sheet. I mean, Southampton were. Much, much better than the team we've seen, obviously, last week. Uh, I did say they wouldn't the get blown factor. away. 4-0 was probably a... Yeah, but I don't know if we a... saw... I don't know if anyone saw them going ahead in this game. It was a pretty high-profile mistake by Ederson to like spill it straight to Ward-Prowse to let them go behind. But, I mean, credit to City. They just... They, they, they don't know how to give up either. Like People can praise Liverpool for, for that kind of attitude, but City are the ones who've had the titles the last two years. And people kind of forget because of all of the six or seven or eight nils that they've had at the times, those seem to stand out. But they have a bunch of games where sometimes that like crisp, quick passing just is a little flatter than usual. And visiting teams that are switched on can take advantage. And they managed to avoid a really bad uh, dropping of points here because it went from... Uh, both Liverpool and City losing to City getting the lead with a couple minutes left while while Liverpool were still trailing and thinking that all of a sudden they're like two or three points behind them to all of a sudden the five or six point gap just being restored. So it was a pretty like big swing of emotions uh, for for Manchester City like throughout that game and to just overcome it any, any, and get the win anyway was very impressive. I, I was kind of I don't know if you guys have noticed this recently, but I've been trying to like watch ways that Pep's trying to, I guess, uh, switch things up a little bit from his usual, like, hate to say it, tiki-taka style. And I noticed that Manchester City, these last, like, I want to say these last like couple months against like teams playing a really deep, uh, like, park the bus style against them, they throw in a whole lot more crosses than you're kind of, like, you kind of want them to. And you they play these crosses in sometimes where, there's kind of aimless and like maybe the only one who could pick a certain ball out would be like uh, De Bruyne. Uh, he's obviously excellent at that, but you, when they're, when they're much, much more focused on picking out individual players and individual runs, you see them really like improve with those crosses, like the Walker driven cross, like that was aimed at Aguero. He knew Aguero was going to back up into that space and be able to just power it in first time. So yeah, I mean the, the crosses like they're not they're not like a terrible option for City, but it's just when they get like kind of lazy with them, where they're not really playing it to a certain player, they're just playing it into like a back post area where it doesn't work out for them. And I mean, I just I just watched like a clip of Pep like during halftime when they're getting ready to come come back out, just like basically make that same point where he was just like, be positive, like, but don't don't be lazy, like don't don't let your don't let yourself just go on autopilot. Like really, like pick out and be decisive of someone you're trying to you're trying to uh, get the ball to. So it it shows over a 38 game season that like it's, you're not, it's not you're not always going to be perfect over a 38 game season. And Pep's just been the best at getting those like lazy streaks out of his teams for the most part. 
Do you think that could be influenced by Liverpool's style at all? I mean, like we talk about those big crosses from Robertson and and Trent Alexander Arnold. We've been talking about those for the past like year plus now. Do you think that's him? I mean, utilizing what Klopp has utilized against those team with the deep block or with the low block, where he's he's found that. that I don't know if it's just that. Klopp. I think it's the, the, there. Definitely is. I, I've seen like hints of like a movement in like uh, soccer analytics where people are trying to take a deeper dive onto the value of crossing where as like the initial thought through a lot of the analytics community was that crossing is a low percentage chance creator. It's what lazy teams with less talent do to just create something out of nothing and just play the odds. But people are starting to realize that if you can like manufacture high percentage crosses and really focus on getting certain players into positions where they can play the best like high percentage ball for them, then then that's a good opportunity. And I don't know if Klopp is at the the forefront of that or something, but yeah, I've noticed that with Liverpool a lot too. Those Henderson quick first time balls from the right side into Mane at the back post were absolutely lethal last year. And you could see Liverpool like drawing it up and and playing it as it was happening and all of a sudden Mane is just dominating someone at the back post to score. So it's an interesting trend to like keep track of because these are the two best teams, if not, I mean, definitely in England, but probably two of the best five teams in the world kind of shifting some of their philosophy to something that was kind of thought as thought of as like yesteryear or like backward all right, let's move over. It's the time It's the time of the podcast that Javier doesn't want to address, but we have to talk about it. Uh, Arsenal drawing with Wolves at the Emirates, Aubameyang in the 21st, Jimenez in the 76th. Like I said in the open, Mesut Ozil finds himself back in the starting 11. What happened, buddy? I mean, we were just kind of like flat. We, uh, I, don't know, I don't think we really deserved to win the game. I think a 1-1 was probably a fair result. I mean... We played well in the first half. We uh, created some chances, and we were decent in possession, but Wolves had their time in possession, and they, they had a couple of good chances in the second half. And I mean, their goal kind of came out of nothing, but it was just like a like a, a cross into the box, and there was only one player in the box, Jimenez, and he just rose up and headed it in. It was, I, I don't know, it was upsetting like how easy the goal was. And how, like, bad our defending was and how flat we were. Um, and it was also kind of weird that Unai didn't bring on Nicola, Nicola Pepe at all. He brought on, like, Kolasinic. Didn't he? Yeah, he brought on Kolasinic, Saka, and... Um, Martinelli. Martinelli, yeah. Which was... Saka and Martinelli are fine, but he, we needed Pepe to, to get another goal. And he brought on Kolasinic instead, which is... I don't know why you would do that. Um, but yeah, it's um, upsetting that we drop points again at home, but Wolves are a, a good side. And I mean, we we only got one point against them last year. So now we got to go win at their place. But yeah, there isn't, uh, there isn't a lot to, I mean, you know, I'm Unai out. I want him fired now. There, there's not a lot. Uh, I think he's lost mostly the, 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 the spirit of the squad or like a lot of, there's a lot of like rumors that a lot of people are like talking shit behind his back or, or like making jokes about him doing like good evening, good evening jokes. Like to be fair, his accent is hilarious. Right. But apparently his English is just like, it's still very basic. And like, he tries to do like long conferences and like 
uh, after games, like a- analyzing video and shit in English. But apparently all the players like kind of think it's a joke now, but it just takes up a lot of time and is tedious. I don't know. It seems like the players aren't responding to his coaching. So Mourinho in. <laughs> oh, Wow. I was gonna say I was gonna ask you if you wanted to try to poach Eddie Howe away from Bournemouth midseason. No, I won't. Or, or, wow. Give me Mo. He'll 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 fix our defense. That's what I want. He can get the best out of David Luiz. Oh, like he, he like can, he fixed United's. I mean, he was he had them on the right track. Oh, did he have them on the right track? I remember us saying he needed to be fired for like he finished with like eighty four for eighty five points in his second season with them. And yeah, you just league. omitting the entire like four months year? of the the season after that, like right, that's the he, reason he got fired. Like, but he's explained that like he wanted to buy a striker and another defender, and the club wouldn't like give him the funds to do it. But he was like, I need more players, and they didn't buy them. Are you convinced that the Arsenal board's going to be more cooperative than the Manchester United one? Well, if Mourinho joined, I'm sure he would want reassurances and there would be uh, things involved. And I mean, they gave Unai a lot, which uh, I'm sure will tempt Mourinho to, to possibly come. But I mean, I'm sure Arsenal wants fans the Bayern get job. over. I, yeah, I mean, so does Wenger. That's you guys are, you guys are second. Arsene you guys Wenger aren't even the, the top Munich. club on the market. That'd be a good little caretaker job for him till the end of the season. That would be interesting. I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> that apparently, would be kind of fun, at yeah, least. coaching Serge Nabry and uh, you know, apparently he's like, "This is my plan all along." Right. <laughs> Ends up on Bayern. He's fluent in German. Why not? Is there a language he's not fluent in? Yeah, he knows like seven or eight languages. You got to get Arson back into the game. We got him. We need him back on the touchline. He's been missed. Bring him home, buddy. Bring him back to Arsenal. <laughs> Okay, not not there, not there. Any not cool, man. Not cool. <laughs> right, don't go there, Andrew. Hey, why don't we poach Klopp? Good luck. No, 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 we all know he'll be poached by Byron in a few years, a couple of years down the line. Liverpool will become shit when he leaves. Can, can I just can I just make going back to the game? Can I just make the point about just how much of a broken record? You sound like we're like we use the same words every week. Flat, uh, Unai Emery, Emery out. <laughs> like we use like all these same phrases and words because uh, that that midfield problem just like isn't. It's not getting solved. And no matter like what different combination, Jaka. yeah, I know. And no matter what combination they played a midfield four, but he played this week. Ozil and Ceballos, which was like it's too much, too little, too much defensive work for Guendouzi and Torreira. And it didn't make sense. Like, you don't play those four together. You needed to either play another winger and give us more, uh, you know, and, and, or, or play Hector Bayadine on uh, at right back. There was a lot of things he could have done differently that he didn't do. Start Joe Willock. I don't know. There's I'm, – I'm, I'm not hopeful at all of uh, Unai is going to be picking the right starting lineups or making the right substitutions anymore. I don't know. I think he's kind of lost the plot. So, I'm, I mean – you might think it's repetitive, but what else can I say? I mean, if I, if I can't like back him and say I want, you know, I I, I like any really anything he's doing because we're not getting results. It doesn't seem like our players are really improving. Right. And obviously, like I, I I'm with you, and like you probably need a change of manager if you're going to get anything good out of this season. But I, I do just want to float the idea out of here out of there, and it's not I'm not trying to troll here. I just think they're kind of drifting towards that same kind of status as 
United and Tottenham right now, where maybe just like the players aren't really good enough to like pull something like over to be good consistently over an entire season. And frankly, the only teams that we can honestly say that about are Liverpool and Manchester City. So it's a pretty high bar to set. But there are other teams uh, around them in the league right now that are making a push towards what those teams want to achieve this year. And I don't know, there's a part of me that thinks you could get Mourinho or Allegri in and it might not even matter. Like they would have to probably go out and get some really big signings in January to actually affect the results in a way that's going to win the Europa League or something like that. The team is full of bottle jobs, basically. (laughs) They just bottle it. They don't don't show up in big moments. But uh, yeah, well, you obviously value some of those Arsenal players a little bit higher than I do. Yeah, I I think it's just a very talented squad that Unai is not utilizing. I mean, we have... I mean, you just think that on form, your Chelsea squad is better. But I I mean, we'll see at the end of the season. You're just confident now because that you I mean, not even on form. Like we were that, playing, we were playing like shit. Just wait last a few season weeks, we buddy. Still beat wait you a few 4-1. weeks and then I'll, I'll have some rant like that where I destroy Chelsea and belittle you guys. Like, just like you thought you guys would win, like the, each of these last three games, you didn't do shit. <laughs> Like ah, we you know we should we should be no Sheffield United away. You lost before Palace and Wolves. Yeah, Yeah, come on, man. (laughs) It's been a rough three games. Yeah, yikes! It's been a rough couple games between these international breaks. Yikes! Speaking of Chelsea, we will mention that they got a two-one win over against Watford. Pulisic scoring again. Tammy scored. And fuck VAR. Most importantly, Andrew, you have to put that out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm officially I mean, I on think... the fuck VAR bandwagon. I'm, uh, I'm Wel- there. Welcome. It's good to be. It's good to have you. Uh, Crystal Palace lost two 0 to Leicester. Uh, two goals in the second this half is, from Leicester. This is this is the Leicester is officially in the top four result. Like they're gonna beat you next weekend. Yeah, I think everyone. Like, I'm. I'm. There's. I'm not predicting an Arsenal win. That's for sure. I'm. I was like, should I predict a draw or a loss? Like, I'm probably gonna go with the draw. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, not excited to play them. And they've won uh, 11 nil their last uh, two games. So that's a thing. They. Uh, that doesn't happen very often if you're like. Unless you're like a, a, a contender for something or at least top four, but like it, even top four, like. Question. Teams don't usually blow out other teams like that, and then also defensively have the the capacity that Leicester's had this season. They've kept a lot of clean sheets. They have a really good goal difference. Like they also sold Harry Maguire. Right. They have a shitload of money in the bank. You know they're going to go spend it in January to try and push for top four. They're going to no, give what, Brendan what, I'm what he is, wants. What I'm saying is they sold a, a a pretty top defender, and they're doing just fine. And he's in the mid table battle right now. And they're in the battle for Champions League. Like Harry Maguire was overrated. Don't at me. Well, they can't at you. I know. I just said you can't anyway. Uh, Andrew, question out of left field for you, real quick. Uh, Say Klopp somehow does get like lured away, like in the next like season or two. Like it's a huge surprise. Gerard's not ready yet to take the Liverpool job. Do you bring back Brendan Rodgers? Has he proven himself to come back and take this team built by Klopp and it's a great push troll, it? Alex. It's really not like a great troll. troll He's doing really well. He's doing really well with a young team that I mean, he identified that team as if I'm going to leave Celtic, that's the kind of job I want to go take. 
because everyone could see it. There's a ton of opportunity there, but to actually go there and pull it off to this degree, how about if they get top four, maybe like win the Carabao Cup, which they're still in? Like, are you kind of like? I'd be. We 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 were out on 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 Rogers too early. Like in our time of need, bring back Rogers. I wouldn't want him because I think Pepin Linders, who's Klopp's like first bench coach, who's like super young, who we poached away from, uh, I believe Porto, who's been around the team for like a long time and is like one of Klopp's like trusted advisors, especially now that that guy Buvak, the Croatian guy, is gone. Uh, I'd rather give that guy the reins because I think it's going to be a con- yeah. I think really, it, I was actually tweeting about this on Liverpool Twitter this week because somebody said like when Klopp retires, we're going to give it to Pep Linders, and I replied like, what about Gerrard? And then people just came back and were just immediately dumping all over Gerrard and what he's done at Rangers, which I was really surprised about. But uh, yeah, I think I'd rather give it to Pep and Linders to be honest because he's been there for the whole project. I don't think he's going to change the philosophy a whole lot, and I don't think like Klopp style and Roger style are similar, but they're not the same and I think I'd rather have somebody who's kind of been around the team if we're if we're going to make a coaching change I'll say that yeah all right guys so that's gonna wrap it up for me I gotta get to I gotta get some stuff done but appreciate you guys finishing up the pod without me two for four on betting for the weekend I had Lester and I had the Arsenal score draw which means if you bet five (laughs) dollars on all four of the bets that I pushed down you still would have netted 14 profit oh Andrew did you bet any actual money on the Arsenal result actually I I don't think you did actually I'll show I'll show you the Venmo because I did I have I I have one I I did place the bet buddy I it's easy money yeah it's easy money it's easy money I'm giving it away So you've just been winning all these weeks money I've off been, of Arsenal? All the bets that I put on the pod, I, I place in your life. Oh, wow. Okay. Andrew puts his yeah. money where his mouth no. is sometimes. Uh, yeah. I love like, it. I, I've been netting money on Arsenal. I've been we're, we're up money the last two weeks on Leicester. I'm going to keep riding that gravy train. So uh, the Sheffield United under is officially dead, though, by the way, because uh, I bet that under again. It did not hit. It's canceled. canceled. They score a lot nope. of goals. They really don't score a lot of goals, usually. Now, now they, they do. do. Now they do. Lunch from <laughs> right. God. I'm going to run. Uh, you guys have a good end of the pot, okay? All right. Thanks, Andrew. We're going to finish up here with uh, maybe not the most entertaining game of the weekend, but uh, probably one of the strangest games of the weekend. Uh, Tottenham went to Goodison Park and drew with Everton 1-1. You heard Andrew mention in his intro that uh, there was a crazy injury near the end of this one. Uh, let's see. It was the 79th minute. Hyoming Son clipped at uh, Andre Gomez's ankle. Uh, it's one of the most like horrifying things I've seen and, in sport in the and, last like couple right. of years. But Andrew mentioned that it was Hyoming Son's tackle. And I, I just want to put it out there. I kind of agree with some of the Tottenham fans who are saying that like it's bad, but I don't think it deserves like he deserves all of the blame for this because Serge Aurier is the one who actually clatters into Gomez. So, I mean, I haven't seen too many, like, slow motion replays of it because they were pretty diligent about not allowing any of that footage to uh, to be played on the broadcast and then get just, like, cut out and g- gift and into oblivion and everyone sees it. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, but it looked much worse from Aurier than it did uh, from Son's contribution. But Son is the one who got the red card, got sent off. He was the one left in tears. The reaction behind... Gomez's well, I don't injury think you can in the blame stands. Because, like, uh, that was reckless, Son, man. He went diving into that. Like you could no, no, see no, no. that or, at least. Aurier didn't really like go into the player, did he? 
He clattered thought, in to Gomez after the fact. I think, but that was, Go- but Gomez only went clattering into Aurier because he was tripped by Son. Yeah, he got clipped, and the, but because right. Son clipped him, he couldn't change his momentum to avoid the contact at all. And that's why right. The so I don't think happened. you can blame Aurier for that, though. I think it was just like Aurier couldn't really get out of the well, way. Well, it's like well, it's like reckless. Aurier can get out of the way. He's the one like making the the what do you call it the full steam challenge. Like I don't know. It's that, that's. It was seems weird to me that Aurier got away with like no card at all from that. Well, like, Aurier was praying, like, for like ten minutes after that incident, and then ended up getting taken off. And you could tell after that that like Everton were like, we're gonna do something and get something for like for Andre Gomez. And it, I'm glad they were able to get a result because they they played pretty well. Like, I mean. In the sense that, like they no, they made no, Tottenham Javier, remember the game they we played. Play well. Remember no, no, no. the game we yeah, played. Yeah, yeah. We were I, I, watching well, I, this let game. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, tell like, the they, fans about the game. The right, game we, we were play, playing. Yeah, we we were watching this game together, and in the first half, I mean, the first half was atrocious. The teams couldn't keep the ball for more than like five two or three passes. <laughs> and I think like, we, we were got trying to, to count how seven. many passes they could keep keep together, and like. Tottenham were able to put a few together sometimes, and Everton could barely put together two or three. But Everton improved a lot, like, obviously after the red card. Um, And I just thought that they were able to drag Tottenham down to their level uh, a lot, which Tottenham didn't look good for pretty much any part of this game. Um, They had some chances, and their goal was pretty nice. Oh, yeah, really good solo goal by Ali. Yeah, that was a really nice goal, but... Um, I don't know. I'm uh, yeah. Tottenham are in really big trouble. I'm glad that like Tottenham and United are in bigger bigger trouble than Arsenal because it, it's it's saving me from like being completely miserable. Because if those teams are playing doing well and just Arsenal was doing badly, then it should be a really really bad Premier League season. But thankfully, there's other teams in the shitter like them. And now Son red card, Kane I think is is injured as usual. As usual. Uh, where is their uh, where's their goals coming? I don't know. It's uh, well, Tottenham's getting... got some. Yeah, I, I think they got some decently easy fixtures coming up, but they really got to get their shit together. They're gonna have to find some Lucas Mora and some. Uh, you know, I mean, Deli Ali now banners. has two goals, not in a row. I don't think because he didn't score at Liverpool, but he had a goal in the Watford game the week before that. So I mean, maybe you can make an argument that him and. Maybe Lo Celso coming back from injury can contribute. Lamella, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's not looking gr- uh, really good right now for them. Uh, but they're, they're not completely capitulating at the back anymore. That's one semi-positive. Uh, so uh, they're not conceding three goals at Brighton in, in, in the immediate future. So, yeah, that's a kind of step in the right direction. And getting Kane back whenever he does come back from this injury is going to have some kind of positive effect on them. Like, it, it has to think so can i just say that uh, everton i know they get the point out of this and they get it in what was it the 98th minute because there were 12 minutes of extra time after the uh the doctors had to come on for gomez's injury and take care of that for a while Uh, i know they get the point here against the top six side quote unquote uh but now they have uh jean paul or jean pierre gabamine out for six months and they have andre gomez uh get well soon they have him out for probably a year at least with yeah, that the, injury. Yeah, uh, the psychological and effect on the squad is going to be massive. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they would have much rather lost this game and had that not happen. 
But also just just look at the personnel. They're now stuck with Schneiderlin, uh, Tom Davis, Fabian Delph. Who else? I'm guessing they'll pull some kid out of the academy and try and get him uh, some some minutes like here and there at the end of games. But it's uh, it, it's not looking good for them because I, I feel like the the midfield is the one area that if they can get even one player that can re- replace what. Uh, Idrissi Gay was doing in that midfield, it'll just solve so many problems for them. Like, where, yeah, it's it's rough. It's it's really rough for Everton, and that injury does not help at all because they were struggling even when Gomez was playing. He was only just sort of, like, rounding himself back into form after a previous injury. So, um, kind of a disappointing game all around. The, the injury really puts a damper on it, but uh, there was plenty to talk about in the end. Uh, but that wraps it up for this week. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks to Andrew, uh, who had to bounce a little early. And uh, you can follow us on social media at Ghost Gold Pod on Instagram and Twitter at JavierRev9 for Javier's Instagram at ASMoss92 and at Andrew Pissarro. Uh, so until next time with our preview for the Manchester City Liverpool game next weekend, 